pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just a few days away from Super Bowl 58, a rematch from a few years ago, right? Chiefs and 49ers. Chiefs won a few years ago, 31-20. to 20. What will happen this Sunday in Las Vegas? Uh, let's get some insight on that by going to the hotline right now and bring in 15-year NFL defensive end slash linebacker, three-time pro bowler, two-time all-pro, as well as one of us now, member of the media as an analyst. He has a podcast, Kill You With The Truth, uh, and we're talking about Chad Brown rejoining the Kenny and JT Show. How are you, Chad? I am fantastic, fellas, and enjoying a, a crazy week down here in Vegas, but uh, looking forward to the Sunday. You know, we can move past the festivities and get on to the, the real action, the game. It's interesting you say that, Chad, because that's going to be my first question right out of the gate. You're, you have experience in the Super Bowl. Could you ever imagine playing a Super Bowl in Vegas? No, no. You know, my Super Bowls were, feel like forever ago, you know, the 2007 Patriots and the 1995 Pittsburgh Steelers. So that was, you know, a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm aging, dating myself here. But it's uh, the, the magnitude of this game and how big it's become. It's always been one of the biggest sporting events on the planet. But for it to be in Vegas, for the average ticket price to be almost ten grand, Unreal. Um, the, the NFL has a hold on America at this point that just seems unbreakable. And our passion for football just continues to grow and grow. As evidence, when I walk around Vegas yeah. this morning, or evidence by looking at the ticket prices, uh, it's an unstoppable force. Yeah, but distractions to me, they've got to come into play too because there's so many, the sphere, you know, the casinos, whatever. I mean, this is a lot different than playing in Detroit or where'd you play in Glendale? Played in Glendale, Arizona. You are correct. So, yeah, uh, now the teams are out in Henderson, Nevada. Okay. Um, I, actually, I actually stayed there at the hotel where the 49ers are, are staying. I stayed there last weekend. Uh, my brother-in-law has a place out there in Henderson, so that's where I stayed to visit him. Um, so they're quite a ways away from the Strip. So when the players want to, I guess, get away okay. from that hotel, it's going to be a, a pretty expensive Uber ride or bus ride or whatever the case is going to be. So they're kind of sequestered today. Um, but, yeah, there's always going to be distractions if you are looking for those. And I'm sure there's some players on both teams who would love to partake in the pleasures of Vegas mm-hmm. before the game happens. And maybe to even their own detriment. Chad, this wasn't a pleasure. Will you please tell my partner, Kenny Rota, that somebody got bit by a coyote the other night? <laughs> you hearing that story? Somebody got bit by a coyote? On one of the teams he's telling me, Chad. Come on, that's a bunch of BS, isn't it? I haven't heard that story yet. Come on. I, I, I got, apparently i got to do a deeper dive into uh, following what's happening on social media because that, that is not a story that's come across my news feed, but that would be, you know, coyotes are a bad bite, and it's not a <laughs> clean mouth in the coyote. They're eating a lot of dead animals, so the bacteria from that bite could be awful. Um, so depending on who this player was and how important they are in the game plan, they may be on some antibiotics See? right now. See, you know a little bit about something like this, because w- would you rather be bitten? Watch this, Kenny. I did my right. homework. Would you rather be bit by a coyote or a snake? 
Oh, I'd rather be bitten by a snake, unless it's a, a venomous snake. But a regular, non-venomous snake, oh, every time. It's going to hurt for a little bit. You're going to have a couple of needle pricks. But, man, I've been bitten by lots of reptiles. Uh, I've been bitten by a few mammals. Mammals bite hard. And, uh, again, that mouth of that coyote is a petri dish of disgusting bacteria. I don't want anything to do with that coyote bite. Your Wikipedia still, page. Your Wikipedia yeah. page says you you deal in some exotic snake sales, non venomous snake sales. Correct. You are correct. All right. See. Yeah. He he uh, he knows a little bit about. I want to get bit stuff. by nothing. Yeah, it's a bunch of P.S. <laughs> I I think it was a cartoon of Wiley Coyote no biting a Chiefs player or something like that. So don't buy into that. Just don't feed any stray dogs that might look a little uh, large on the on the sidewalk or anything. All right, Chad. All right, I'll steer clear of all stray dogs and other things that don't look right here on the sidewalks of Las Vegas. Chad, you hitting any <laughs> shows while you're out there? Uh, you know, Bruno Mars is sold out, uh, so that's unfortunate. Uh, my, my wife and I'm sure we're wow. taking a Bruno Mars show. He's one of our favorites. I'm sure he puts on an amazing show. So mm-hmm. that's the uh, the one that was hopeful. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be other concerts and things like that. Hopefully, I'll be able to sneak into. Uh, I've seen Little Wayne at Super Bowl weeks. I've seen Snoop Dogg at Super Bowl weeks. So hopefully something like that comes my way and I get uh, a great show. Chad Brown joining us here talking Super Bowl 58. Let's get into the game, Chad. Mm-hmm. San Fran, Kansas City rematch from Super Bowl 54. Uh, how much of an advantage does Kansas City have winning that game, winning multiple Super Bowls versus a coach who hasn't won one and a quarterback who hasn't even played one from San Francisco? I think the last matchup between these two is so far removed. I mean, you're going to change over somewhere, somewhere between 25 and 35% of your roster every single year. So these teams are very, very different than what they were a couple of years back. But as far as that overall organizational experience, um, the Chiefs now being in six consecutive AFC championship games, when you have that kind of big game experience, big moment experience, uh, in a game that I think will be very, very close, I think you can probably – so that's a two or three play advantage. Uh, most okay. football games turn on somewhere between three and five plays. So for the experience that the Chiefs have uh, just last year as a team, as an organization, for Andy Reid, knowing how to structure practices, all those kinds of things, all those pieces are very critical pieces. Um, you know, I had a conversation with Bill Cowher uh, last year about the Super Bowl, and not only you know our time there, but other times the Steelers were there, and. You know, he would always try to hold back something from the week uh, of, of practice in the home city and have something every day new in the host city so the guys could be reengaged in the meeting. So when you're, if you put in the entire game plan before you leave and go to the city, then, then the meetings aren't as important. But if you install a new trick play every day, a special team state, even if you don't plan on running them, you're reengaging the guys and getting their focus back on the game again rather than all the craziness that's going on. So I think that experience that Andy Reid and the Chiefs have will pay a dividend for at least a couple of plays. I look at this game, Chad, right? Uh, the hunger has to be there from San Francisco. Last year, uh, they didn't make it because they lost every quarterback they had, right? And Philadelphia went on and lost to the Chiefs. Uh, while the Chiefs have the experience, you played and were a part of, of two teams that went to the Super Bowl. Do you ever take it for granted? Or, or is there any concern about the Chiefs thinking, you know what, we've been here, we have that experience, and, and we'll find a way to win as opposed to a team that's super hungry because they haven't won it? Uh, to, to 
think a, a, a team could be complacent in the Super Bowl is would be shocking to, to me. Okay. If, if I'm hearing any kind of reports about the Kansas City Chiefs and they lose this game about, oh, we thought we had it and, you know, we, we weren't emotionally ready, that would be an absurd thing to be in the Super Bowl and to overlook the moment. Uh, yeah, that, that would be a football sin the football gods would, would never forgive. Um, but if, if you're on a revenge tour, um, I don't think that's necessarily helpful either. It's a brand new year. Last year was last year. This is this year. You've got to go out and prove yourself this year. So if the 49ers are loose, we're just trying to fast forward and get back to this moment. Because let's face facts, they didn't play so great in their two playoff games this year. If they were just, the goal was just to make it back to the Super Bowl, no, the goal has to be to win the Super Bowl. So if that's their mindset of just getting back, that's not the right mindset either. Former NFL linebacker and now NFL analyst Chad Brown is our guest right now. I want to talk to you a little bit about preparation because you play for two of the greats, New England and Pittsburgh, among other teams in the NFL. Preparation and that bye week leading up to the Super Bowl. How tough is it? I mean, you talked about meetings a little bit, but preparation-wise, how hard is it to stay really focused? I don't think it's that hard to stay really focused because while you're installing a lot of game plan before you leave town, you're also doing a lot of the logistical stuff. You know, who, who in my family gets a ticket? You know, where's my where's, where's my wife going to be? Where, where's my parents going to stay? So you get all that stuff hammered out, which I think it builds some of the excitement to it all. But I think once you get down to the whole city, there's just so much energy and excitement, even at the more sequestered hotels. I think it's impossible for these guys not to be excited and prepared. I think the biggest issue, at least for the teams that I was on and that I've talked to coaches about, is sometimes paralysis by over-analysis. Because you have that extra week, you can not just watch the last four games that this team played. You can watch every game this season. You can start diving back into last season. Um, and I think you can put too much in. You can ask for your players to have too many things in your head. Um, you know, I've played on some teams with some, maybe some coordinators who weren't so great. And on Saturday night, they would hand you a checklist, and there'd be 30 things on the tra- checklist. Hmm. Like, dude, I'm playing football. <laughs> There's people out there who are trying to do me bodily harm, and you want me to remember the 29th thing on your checklist? Give me five. I hope I re- hopefully I can remember three. Because <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's, I want to go out and play free. I want to be relaxed. I want to do all that. And, of course, I want to you know have some references to film study and Yes, the things you point out during the week, I want to remember those. But if we achieve three of these five things tomorrow during the game, that means we're going to win. Then, then give me those things. Okay. Do not give me a 30-point checklist because that's just way too much for anybody to remember and comprehend. Chad, if we're talking about Super Bowl memories, the one that comes to mind, I, I got to go to two Super Bowls as a fan, obviously. and wasn't good enough to probably play even Division One football. But the one memory that I have and the one story that we hear here in pro football's capital city in Canton, Ohio, where the Hall of Fame is, is that Joe Montana story where he's in the huddle and, hey, there's Joe, uh, uh, John Candy, the actor, the comedian. Anything outside of football that you remember in the two Super Bowls you played in that has anything similar to that, like maybe you had a brush with a celebrity or anything like that? Well, Bill Cowher told us before that first Super Bowl I played in, hey, I know most of you guys are guys who come on the last bus from the hotel. He told us this on Saturday night. I would recommend that you guys come on an earlier bus. And the reason why I say this is because I want you to get out on the field early, and I want you to – 
see the celebrities on the field for pregame. I want you to see the celebrities in the stands. I want you to see all of that. So I shifted my schedule, and I got out there on the field early to do my own individual warm-up before we did team warm-up, and there's Vanessa Williams warming up to, see the, be, warming up to sing the national anthem. You know, there's celebrities in the stands. So all those kinds of things, uh, you know, got me past the, the, the wow moment of it all. And after the first couple of, you know, physical plays, now you just go out and play in a football game. Um, and so I thought that was great advice from Bill Cowher because, yes, you can be wild. And I, that Joe Montana story is always such a classic story because I think it illustrates, you know, even somebody like, like Joe Montana, who until Tom Brady came along was the greatest of all mm-hmm. time, he's going to be like, wow, this this John Candy over there. How cool is that? So I had that moment in pregame was able to move past all of that. Chad Brown is our guest. He played 15 years in the NFL, two Super Bowl teams. He was on uh, breaking down the game for San Fran and KC this Sunday. All right, from a San Francisco perspective, Chad, when you look at their team versus the Chiefs, what is the key for San Fran to win this game on Sunday? I think for San Francisco, it's going to be up to those two inside linebackers, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, and how well they're able to handle Travis Kelsey. Um, that's a big, big uh, matchup for them. And if they can handle Travis Kelsey with linebackers and not put a safety on the field, well, then that changes things because Andy Reid's got this great thing going now where if you want to go with a, a sub-defense and put uh, some, some smaller defenders on the field, well, then he's going to pound you with Isaiah Pacheco. So that matchup is going to be critical to determine how the rest of the game is called. If those guys can handle them, then they can stay on the field all three downs now we'll limit Isaiah Pacheco's effectiveness. If you're forced, Steve Spagnuolo is forced to, I'm sorry, not Steve Wilkes, getting my coordinators all backwards and forwards here. Yeah. If, if Steve Wilkes in San Francisco is forced to go with sub-defense, then Andy Reid, I think, is going to be fine to just hand the ball to Pacheco and run behind from that offensive line and, and try to get those tough yards and wear down that San Francisco defense. All right, what about the flip side? If KC's going to make it two in a row and three in Patrick Mahomes' career, what's the key for or for Kansas City? I'm sorry. I think for Kansas City, uh, it's going to be up to their cornerbacks and their tackling ability. This is a little bit of an insider football thought. So San Francisco runs the most condensed formations in the league every, 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 every game. What I mean by condensed formations – we're so used to spread football where receivers are outside the numbers all the time. San Francisco, they pack everyone in tight so they can run to the outside and force your cornerback to tackle in space in all that wide open space because of the condensed formation. So that's how Christian McCaffrey, you know, he'll run for two yards, three yards, and suddenly it's a 30 or 40 yard run because they get the matchup they want, Christian McCaffrey one-on-one with a cornerback or a defensive back in space. So that's part of that offensive genius from Kyle Shanahan to recognize, well, actually, you know, you guys were going with all this spread. You're spreading the defense out. Let's compact the defense in, and then we can get those one-on-one matchups way outside the numbers where there's no one else to help that cornerback or help that safety. And on every defensive football team I've ever been on, the two worst tacklers on the defense were the two cornerbacks. So I think Kyle Shanahan is hoping to get those kind of matchups in out there in that space. So the Kansas City ability to tackle in space, particularly the cornerbacks, is going to be key for them defensively. Do you have a player that maybe isn't being talked about a lot on either team that you think could be an X factor in this game? 
Uh, gosh, you know, I'm, I, I've been thinking about now. It's hard to, to say George Kittle is, is, is a player who's not being talked about, but you know, uh, he's lost some of the, I guess, lost in the conversation behind Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and all that. But if George Kittle is able to be on the field and be effective, he's that great transitionary weapon because as a tight end, he's involved in the run game. And that allows him to be a part of the play-action game. That opens things up. So if Kansas City's defense is going to be as pressure-oriented as they have been in some of these playoff games, and, and Kittle is acting as a blocker to start the play and then slipping out, becoming that, that pressure relief valve for Brock Purdy as an answer to some of those pressure packages that Kansas City wants to run, uh, he could be a very instrumental player. All right, you're a defensive guy, right? As you look at this game, having played in, in a Super Bowl, and do you see this as a high-scoring game this week with uh, the weather not a factor, or do you see it as a low-scoring game? Uh, I, I think if it's a high-scoring game, um, I think that lends itself to to a, a Kansas City victory. I think they've, they've been more explosive offensively here in the playoffs. Um, okay. But in my mind, I, I think it's either way, whether it's low or high score, it's going to be very close. I think both coaches are, are, aren't going to be ultra aggressive and, and try to you know they're trying to limit their team's mistakes. So I'm thinking a close game, but most likely. Both teams with 25, 28 points or above. Do you have a pick in this one? Are you leaning one way or the other in, in this game? I'm leaning towards Kansas City. Um, I, I think their playoff run, um, where they become the team that we all thought they were uh, or hoped they would be during the regular season, versus the Niners, who are a better regular season team, but have kind of you know petered out towards the end of the regular season. And even in the two playoff wins, were very close games, and their defense underperformed. So because Kansas City is playing at a higher level right now, plus all this playoff experience, that gives me gives me the thought that, that they're going to be three to five points better and what I think is going to be a close game. Great insight as always, Chad Brown. We always appreciate the time you make for us. Enjoy your time there in Vegas. Hopefully you sneak in to see Bruno Mars mm-hmm. and then a good game on Sunday. Thanks guys for having me on. I always appreciate it. It's been a pleasure all season long.